Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to The Spilled Tea, your place for the latest on pop culture, entertainment news, and LGBT issues. Now, here are your hosts. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of The Spill Tea. I'm one of your hosts, David, and we have Michael on the line. Say hello, Michael. Hello. Uh, Kyle will be joining us soon, or he might not. He's, like, in the middle of running errands and whatnot. But in case you miss him, um, down the street is this guy who's, like, I don't know if he's having a party or something, but apparently, I don't know if you can hear, but his radio is turned up the loudest it can go. And so I'm feeling like I'm in 1994 because he's playing like Rump Shaker and Ted oh, Campbell. <sighs> yeah. So he's been doing this since I got home at um, 2 o'clock. So um, I'm, I'm hoping he blows out a speaker, but... Um, I hear none yeah, of it over so, here. So. Oh, good. I'm okay. Good, good. I, I feel bad for you. So it's between, those are some good songs. <laughs> It's between that and pet and um and the motorcycles that are going by. So oh. it's it's a fun fun day on my street right now, let me tell you. We just need a siren if you can. I know that's how I feel though, so we'll see. I know. I hopefully a girl can pray. Um, <laughs> so, uh how was your weekend and your week off, mister? Man, okay, so it was all good. I mean, I don't think anyone ever takes time off and says it was horrible, but I did. Yeah. I had two little trips, and one of them was to uh, back to Indiana for a wedding for a friend of mine. And while I was there, I saw the New Kids on the Block concert, and Nelly hey. and TLC opened, and it was hey. so good. It was. I don't know much of Nelly except like maybe the three or four big singles. So he played for like forty-five minutes. TLC did an hour, and then New Kids did about an hour and 45 minutes to two hours. So, big show for 60 bucks. So, it was great. And nice. then I was back to work for two days, and then I was off again and took a little um, mini vacation to Las Vegas with a good friend of mine, Katrina. And it was just it was just fun. It was the perfect time, the perfect amount of days off, you know, where we weren't together too much, but we got tired of each other. And neither of us are gamblers, so we didn't have to, like, wait while the other one tried. So we just went to shows, we went to buffets, we ate, we walked the strip. And the highlight, I feel, was we saw, she's convinced me that we needed to see the Australian all-male review, Thunder from Down Under. And it turns out she was right. And that was, it was very good. It was just like Magic Mike. I mean, music and dancers and like choreographed and flips and all this stuff. I mean, sure, I was the only guy in the audience, but I didn't mind. It was nice. And then one of them, when he jumped off the stage to do his business with all the ladies, I don't know if he thought I was with Katrina and like, oh, good for you for coming, or like I came anyway because I wanted to see it. But either way, he shook my hand. So a man in a leather hmm. song shook my hand at an all-male review, and that was nice. So all yeah, that's good fine. Trip. So while you're, doing, while you're doing that with the Australian stripper, me and Pete, are going to have some fun. Um, you need to stop. Thanks for saying his name correctly. <laughs> it's been my profile picture since March, and you wait till now to comment on how hot he is? That's fine. He's glad yeah. to have you as a fan, but he's mine. <laughs> oh, really? Does he know about your um, Australian strippers? Because if he doesn't, I will make him aware. 
Maybe he does because we're actual Facebook friends, not just a fan of his page. Oh. He's my friend back. Oh. Interesting. I have to for people message who, for him people and tell him about your extracurricular <laughs> activities. Um, <laughs> so we are talking about we're talking about the uh, fan of comic Keith Lee. He, I feel, hopefully one day will be big and famous, but he's been on Last Comic Standing. He was on VH1's Best Week Ever, um, so you've probably seen him around, maybe. But he's just funny, and he's kind of like this geeky, adorable guy who's just hot because he exercises, too. So I'm a fan. I actually have another uh, comic who I'm a huge fan of. His name is Brian Luke, and he's gorgeous. He makes Pete look like, you know, yesterday's dinner. Um, okay, okay. Well, but, then you have I him. I'll, I'll have mine. <laughs> I need a backup, you know, in case I'm, me and I'm Brian. Um, if you see him, you'll see why, because he kind of looks like Pete, actually. He's tall, kind of skinny, dark hair. But yeah. my Brian has blue eyes like the ocean, literally blue. <laughs> yes. Oh, God, he's so oh. hot. And well, I feel he, so he, – oh, go on, sorry. What? Oh, I was going to say, I, I just, uh, yeah, sorry. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, um, I, you know, what, as I mentioned that Pete and I are Facebook friends, you know, we're also, he also follows me on Twitter, so I kind of feel famous there. And uh, I'm not saying this was the reason, you know, because I've certainly favorited things or retweeted things, but when he was on Best Week Ever, they always seemed to put him in segments where he was in his underwear. And so I thought, well, I thought I could make a little collage out of this now that that Pick Stitch app, and I made a little collage, and I put the title, you know, Pete Lee, Comedy Without Clothes Since 2005, and I tweeted it out, and he favored it, and then followed me. So, I don't know. You should have titled it Pete's Meat. Duh. Hello. Call it what? <laughs> Pete's Meat. Oh, I mean, no, no, no. it's right there. I had some class. I had some class. <sighs> class, Matt. Um, <laughs> Brian's brother, Pat Moot, was in a movie called Unhung Hero. And as I'm I've watching it, when I, when I watch movies, I'm not just watching it to watch the star, to follow the story. I'm looking at the background, too. See yes. what hotties yes. are in the background. And there's one scene at his parents' house where Brian's there. And I'm like, who the hell is that hottie? Last year, Doug interviewed um, Brian, and I was on air with him. And I was flirting okay. with him, whatever. And I was like, who's the hottie in the background? He goes, oh, that's my brother, Brian. You should follow him on on uh, Twitter. He's very funny. And I said, okay. So oh. I did. Lo and behold, Brian and I totally clicked. He is just the nicest, funniest guy. Oh, I nice. say we are friends. I could consider him a friend. He was one of the people, one of the first people that I told um, when I was transitioning. Um, oh, I would say that makes you friends, Yeah. And also, then he revealed to me that he used to live in Boston. He was a social worker here. And it was him and a bunch of other people on some board or committee that actually were able to get gender dysphoria listed as a mental um, illness so that surgery, gender gender reassignment surgery, was listed as medically necessary. So it was him that kind of advocated it over here in Massachusetts. So he's a big oh. part of my life. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I have a special again? place in my heart. Brian Moot, B-R-I-A-N, and it's Moot, M-O-O-T-E. He's funny. He's a, he's a he's comedian. Yeah, yeah, he's a comedian. 
And if you look at him now, you're like, oh, my God, oh, he's man. so cute. I told you. That, but that, yeah, that, just, that, I just hit follow. So. I will scratch out your eyeballs. Um, well, no, you can have him. I'm letting you know you, I, he's not mine. He is yours. But I can follow okay. him and my eyes Okay. But the funniest thing is if you look uh-huh. at pictures of him when he was younger, because he just threw back Thursday, identical yes. to Leonardo DiCaprio. I don't know oh how my that happened. I'm looking at yeah. <laughs> Isn't he identical to Leonardo DiCaprio? He reminds me of Leonardo from when he was the homeless kid Luke on Growing Pains, but maybe yes. a little younger than that. Yeah. And probably in a couple of those pictures, you may see comments from me, but I, I don't I, I don't know how he's not looking like Leo now. I don't get yeah. it. But when he was a kid, it was just like Leo. And if you see his mother, you'll understand how he looks the way he looks. He looks like a boy version of his mother. It's no yeah. joke. I, I could not believe it. Well, his but, main Twitter um, picture, I think he's hotter than Leo, so he did okay. Yeah, he is. And I think Brian is turning 35 next year, and Leo is almost 40. He's a year older than me, so this year he's 40. Leo's not looking so good. <laughs> Wait, you're 39? <laughs> yeah. For real? Well, you don't look it. Yeah. Thanks, honey. Uh, yep, turn 39 first, and next year I'm turning 40. And I'm planning kind of like a dual party, um, okay. like a real coming out party, and also yeah. my 40th birthday. Yeah. And I never went to my prom, so I'm thinking an 80s-themed prom or 90s-themed prom. So I remember you mentioning that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking that. It, it's um, okay. something I'm tossing around. But okay. um, So how was your weekend this weekend, dear? Oh, pretty good. Um, I was I'm on call for the college, so it's it's I've been kind of limited in what I can do. I just have to be around in case something happens. And the students are pretty much gone. We have about a hundred students that stay for the summer, so not a lot. Um, so most of what happens here is buildings are rented out for camps or groups. Or like this weekend, they had an alumni reunion weekend. So the building I work in was filled with alumni who range you know who graduated from like 2005 back to like. I don't know, 1955 or whatever. So there were a lot of people around. So it was kind of interesting to hear a loud building to, like, look in the hallway and see, like, ladies with gray hair. I'm like, you you don't go here. You used to. So um, it's mm-hmm. pretty low-key, actually. So not really much to say. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's sad. Yeah, I saw yeah. your post that, why are the alumni louder than the freshmen? I'm like, oh, this is not <laughs> good. It's no, because they're like, reliving their ago, youth. And yeah, like two years ago, the freshmen. Wide, so. A couple of years ago, the freshmen were out of control. Like they, I swear, they would have set the building on fire if they could. They just did everything. <laughs> and they sent out like the building that that I live in. It's like a shape of an L, so it's got this courtyard in the front. And so for alumni weekend, they set up this big tent. You know, they had a bonfire going. They had like a little bar open, and they had all this stuff. As an alum, so cool. You know, we couldn't drink outside as a student, but they have this party for us. And but the tent is was like ten feet from my bedroom window. So even though I wasn't trying to sleep, um it was just you heard everything and I was like, Man, this is, come on. So I was praying for rain. You mean it sex? never happened. But it's fine. You mean sex though? What'd you say? Is it, you mean like sexual stuff you could hear? Oh, no, 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 no. This was, like, outside, oh. like, the party that was going on oh, outside. No, it was no, sanctioned no. by the school, so no, there was nothing wrong. They're just loud because they were, oh. like, they put the tent 10 feet from the from the building, so. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. 
So it was nice. Good for them. You know, I would, it'd be nice to go back to my school and, and, and have them do this for me. So we'll see if that ever happens, sure. but it was, it was nice. So yeah, I just did a lot of kind of, Oh, I'm sorry. I did do something this weekend, which was why I was inside so much. I watched the third season of Orange is the New Black from basically start to finish in, in two nice. Because I did get tired. I had to go to bed and go to work. But then when I got back from work, I just watched the rest. So I feel that's an accomplishment. Nice. Is that Sounds a show you like watch? a fun weekend. Hmm? Do you watch that show at all? I do. So um, what did I do Friday? I always forget what I do on Friday. Like, every freaking I week I forget what I do on Friday. I don't know. I know. Why. Like, people ask, how was your weekend? And you're like, I don't know. I think it was good. <laughs> I think what I did on Friday was I went to bed early because okay. um, I, oh, stupid. I had Friday off. Sorry. So okay. Thursday and Wednesday, I was going to bed really early because I was getting up at 4 in the morning, going into work early. Because I was okay. doing some overtime to catch up on work. Because I knew I was going to be okay. out on Friday. So okay. Friday was my day off. It was too hot to do anything in Boston. I was so hot. I just didn't want to do anything. So, okay. I caught up on Y&R. I caught up on uh, Devious Maid. Because I okay. missed the two first episodes of this season. And I started Orange is the New Black. But I didn't finish. Oh, okay. I'm on... This one is going slower for me. Usually, right. I, I oh set aside a Sunday and watch the whole thing. But yeah. I've had so much to do. Yeah. So, um, so yesterday, I worked, and then I did my favorite thing after I do OT on Saturdays, which is I went to go to the movies, and I saw oh, Jurassic good. World. Okay. Jurassic World is no joke. <laughs> <laughs> That is the scariest PG-13 movie I've ever seen in my entire life. Okay. I covered my eyes a couple times. I screamed. I jumped. Oh, my God. Now, I'm going to admit something that I've already admitted on social media, so it's not a huge surprise. Okay. I have a huge, huge woman crush on Bryce Dallas Howard. She was flawless. Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah. She was flawless in this movie. Okay, good. She basically played the John Ham, John Hammond role, but okay. obviously a girl. And uh-huh. I just cannot tell you. She acted amazing. This girl was running okay. in heels the whole time in a skirt. And, and then Chris Pratt appears. Yes. I've never seen a man's ass, become a third character in a scene before until he stood <laughs> sideways and was talking yes. to Bryce Dallas Howard. Really? It was insane. You could fit a Tyrannosaurus Rex on that ass. It was, oh. I, I couldn't concentrate when he was standing sideways. I could not. Oh. But the pairing of the great. two uh-huh. was awesome because okay. it, they both can act but they can both be funny and sarcastic. Yeah. And it was like a match made in heaven. And okay. my other, like, I want to be best friends with her when I get to Hollywood, Judy Greer. Yeah. Oh, my God. Love her. Wait, who's that? Love her. I don't know if I know who that is. 
13 going on 30. She was Jennifer Garner's best friend. Um, she was in Jawbreakers. Oh, I she saw that. In, okay. She was, oh, forgot her name in the movie. Um, Judy Greer. God, I don't know how to describe She's mostly a character actress. She was in Elizabethtown. Okay. Um, if you look okay. her up, you'll know exactly who she is. Did you see the movie okay. Cursed? See what? With Christina Ricci. What was the movie? Yes. Cursed? I don't think so. That makes me sad. I love her. Mm. Oh. Mm. No, I'm or sorry. She was a werewolf. Uh, Wes Craven directed it. Kevin Williamson wrote it. No. Huh. Okay. I'll have to look her well, up. Someone your Hollywood best friend. Because he knows, he knows Judy Greer, and she will be my best friend when I get to Hollywood. She's amazing. I love it. Okay. <laughs> but um, she's in it as Bryce's sister and the mother of the two lead boys that are going to visit their aunt who runs Jurassic World. You okay. know what happens. I mean, I was, like, bawling the whole time. Oh, huh. so good. And oh, well, good. this movie... This weekend has made the most movie in one weekend ever. It has really? $150 million budget. It's already made $511 million in one weekend. Oh, my goodness. Wow. <laughs> bigger than Avatar, bigger than the first Jurassic yeah. Park, bigger than anything. It blew everything wow. out of water. Really? Jurassic yeah. World? Huh. But I do caution parents. This movie... Yeah. It's scary. <laughs> this dinosaur that they created, they created a hybrid dinosaur, which is the whole point of this movie. Okay. It's not a nice dinosaur. It kills a okay. sport. And when it kills, you see everything. There's a lot of implications in Jurassic Park where you know that a, a dinosaur just killed somebody or you see the T-Rex grab this. Okay. This dinosaur will grab a human bite off his head, and throw the body. I mean, okay. didn't care. Didn't care. Okay. <laughs> that was pretty scary. I was a little perturbed by it. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah, and then um, today I went to walk uh, two miles for Boston Children's Hospital because when my nephew Tyler was born six years ago, his heart mm-hmm. was born outside of his body. So he had to have it surgically put back and okay. they saved his life. So okay. his, um, they walk every year usually. I don't go, but this year I'm in Boston. So there's no reason for me not to go because before when right. I was in Springfield, I just, I didn't want to make the trek, you know, right. so whenever I'm in Boston, there's no reason. And there's a T that goes right to where we were. So Okay. So, yeah, that was fun. Um, holy hot dad, by the way. Oh, my God. Oh, I love it. I My neck was hurting because of all the whiplash I had from looking at all the hot dads. It was insane. <laughs> it was insane. And it's like they knew they were hot, so they were dressed really nice. And I'm like, oh, it's your fucking Jesus. Like, these dads with these huge bubble butts, because you know I have a thing about bubble butts. Oh. Oh, it's just insane. <laughs> I was so pissed off. But, I just um, found a couple Instagram accounts called Dilfs of Disneyland and Dilfs of Disney World. Uh, They're wonderful. Check those out because I'm uh, double tapping yes. every day. <laughs> my God. And then my sister, Mandy, who's uh, 
Tyler's mother. Well, again, when I say sister, she's not really my sister. She's like my friend, but she's my sister oh, by I love. Have, yeah, I, I have people like that. And yeah. her older sister, Jamie, is the same way, and her younger sister, Ashley, is the same way. So, okay. Jamie is there with her husband and two kids and says to me, excuse me, don't use this sunblock because it's really hard to rub in and you have black skin, so just uh-huh. don't use it. I said, okay. Mandy grabs it and says, get over here because Jamie left. And I'm like, no, 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 that's hard to rub in. Jamie said, don't use it. Said, I'll stop being a baby. Mandy proceeded to put it on my arm, and my arm turned white. <laughs> white. I'm like, Mandy, what's that doing? She goes, oh, um, maybe we'll just try a little bit on your legs. Both my legs turned white, and my other arm matched. I mean, I look like an idiot. I look like I had um, vitiligo. I really look like a weirdo. And not that people with vitiligo look weird, but... Yes. I just looked weird because it stopped. <laughs> did you get wiped off or did you just have to go with it? <laughs> it stopped with my wrist and it stopped at my knees. The rest okay. of me was just, I don't know. I was like, oh my God. And she's like, whoops. I'm like, yeah, whoops. Do you think? That's why they said don't. So, <laughs> and then Jamie came back and I'm like, yeah, so this happened. And she, of course, laughed her ass off. But um, yeah, that was, it was fun hanging with them. I hadn't been to Assembly Row, because that's where we had to walk. I hadn't been there ever. It was a beautiful okay. shop. They had a huge giraffe in front made of Legos, and my my nephews and nieces love Legos. Then we went in a Lego store. And it was just really nice to spend with family, and I actually thanked them afterwards. Yeah. I said, you know, I live out here in Boston, and you guys still manage to include me in family events. Thank you for that. I really appreciate mm-hmm. it. You know? Yeah. And, <sighs> just felt good. Yeah. So, and then after the show today, I'm gonna have dinner with my roommate. So, yeah, it's just gonna be what a good weekend, you know. Yeah, it's gonna make so. going back to work tomorrow hard, probably. No, you know, I have never once in the what is it eight months now that I've been working okay. for this job, I've never once gotten up and said, "Oh, I don't want to go to work." Never oh, once. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like I can't believe I get paid for this. Almost. Yeah. Because it just yeah. feels like a good job. You know, I feel good about myself at the end of the day. So. Yeah. Well, it's good. So, speaking of feeling good about yourself at the end of the day, <laughs> why don't we start with our first topic? Miss <laughs> Rachel. Rachel oh. Dolezal. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if I pronounced her name right. I don't really care. I d- I just call her um, Rachel because I feel everyone should know who she is, and I don't know how to say her last name or spell it. So, so for you that don't know who she is, and you have to be living under a rock, she <laughs> is a woman who, by all appearances, if you look at her, she looks like a biracial or black woman. She's got mm-hmm. the hair and braids. She's got really olive, tan skin. Well, Rachel also filled out job applications saying that she's part African-American. She also said that, um, you know, she's struggled her whole life. And she lived in the ghetto in meager beginnings. But it turns out 
Rachel's actually completely 100% white mm-hmm. with blonde hair and blue eyes and olive skin. No, more like mm-hmm. fair skin. And she was homeschooled. But she does have two adoptive brothers who are black. Okay. Which is how she started identifying. And she told this lie to herself, and she's telling it to the media that her family, well, her dad really isn't her dad. That's her stepdad. That she has a black man in her life that's really her dad. Even though this hasn't been confirmed through blood tests and whatnot, she's told everybody that. So that's how okay. she's black. But she hasn't explained why she went from being homeschooled to living in the ghetto. Mm-hmm. Um, it came out that she is a liar, basically. And mm-hmm. it's a hot-button issue because the NAACP, who she represents, who have sent her off to lecture about black women and who's she's gotten paid through. She's, she's the president lectures. of her chapter. Yeah. Yeah, she's the president of her chapter in Spokane, Washington. And she also has done lectures, paid lectures. And mm-hmm. when she talked about African-American women's struggles, she used the words we and she used the words our. And they are supporting her, you know. They're going to stand by her even though she's live. Um, Before I give my thoughts on this, I want to know your thoughts. (laughs) I mean, so, (laughs) okay, the way I heard about this was I was seeing things on Twitter, and I was seeing the hashtag transracial. And I was like, oh, I wonder what that means. I should look into this a little more. And um, and then I was seeing people say, well, Ruth can be transgender. Why can't Rachel be transracial? And I'm like, I don't think that's the same thing. Um, no. <laughs> it's not, not the same thing. And I, okay, so NAACP says, you know, that it's, it's officer positions are open to anybody of any race, creed, religion, all of that. That's fine. Um, and if you go into that openly, I'm sure that's fine too. Um, if she... Even if she feels that she identifies more with the African-American community or she grew up with friends that are African-American and she feels comfortable, that's fine, too. Um, but it's when you start to steal a culture or, you know, lie about a culture. I feel that's, that's mm-hmm. the issue here. You know, like, I, like my, my good friend at work, she is Dominican, and she grew up with, in, a, in a black neighborhood. And so her friends call her um, – Black by association, you know, because they mm-hmm. they took her in as one of theirs. Um, that's fine. Mm-hmm. She's comfortable there. She identifies or she she doesn't identify as black, but I mean, but there's the, there's the difference. So I you know, and then some people are defending her, saying, well, that's what she believes, and that's her comfort level, and blah blah blah. And that's all. I don't even know. It's when you lie, though. I mean, like there's and it's from as big as oh, I'm going to get this scholarship to I think Howard University at HBCU, and you know, and granted. They're called historically black colleges and universities. They're not 100% African American, so yes, they do have a lot of people there. So it's not unheard of that you might get a scholarship. But I'm kind of thinking, I feel there's there's more to that part, you know. But then you see like the simple pictures on Instagram, like where her hair is curly, and 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 she says, "I'm going natural this year." No, no, you're not, because mm. a perm for a perm for a white person makes your hair curly, and a perm for a black person makes it straight. It basically makes your hair do the opposite of what it naturally does. So if you 
or having curly hair as a white woman, that's not going natural. That's the opposite of going natural. So it's just you could tell she was playing this part and putting clues out there to be like, yes, this is really who I am, but it's not. And I feel people, when they invest in somebody and they get behind somebody and then they're they're lied to, they kind of felt taken advantage of. And I think that's how people kind of feel now. So I don't know. I just, there's so, on the one hand, it's a good spot to be in because we have a lot of discussion that can come from this. Um, but I just hope that it goes into a good place, you know. And I don't know what will happen mm-hmm. with her. I mean, like you said, the, double, the NAACP is standing by her. Maybe they really believe in her. Maybe they're really protecting themselves. And like, hey, our mission happens to say you can be white and do this, so we're just going to say that we met our mission so we don't get, you know, flack. But I don't know. I don't know how this is going to end. But I just don't see it. And I'm not saying this is the same at all. So I'll say, start by saying that now. This is not the same thing. But it makes me mm-hmm. think back to the Duggar, the Duggar situation. You knew this about yourselves, and yet you went to a public platform. Mm-hmm. How did you not think mm-hmm. this would catch up? How did you not think this right. would come out? You know, and right. people want some explanations. I agree, one hundred percent. Yeah. So, I agree with everything that you say, but I want to add mm-hmm. a couple things. Okay. Um, the thing is. If you, as a normal person, mm-hmm. lie on your job application about anything, right. anything, that's grounds for them to fire you if yeah. they find out the truth. True. Yeah, very Especially true. Especially if it's your race, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, especially if it's your your race and that that's how you got the job. You're going to tell me mm-hmm. that the NAACP <laughs> wanted a white person to represent them. I'm not saying it's right Right. or wrong, but they are basically a toned-down version of Black Panther. Sorry, I said it. I'm going to be honest. Mm -hmm. So for them to say it's okay for a white person to lie about being black and represent them is a little weird, but you know what? I'm not part of that organization. That's cool. Whatever they Mm -hmm. want to do is whatever they want to do. Yeah. Morally, she should be ashamed of herself. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I try to think what would happen if a black person tried to pass himself off as white. What would happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I know a very long time ago, my grandfather, who was half Irish, half black, mm-hmm. people thought he was white. And he actually married a white woman and had a child with her. Yeah. Um, I wonder what his life was like, you know, yeah. hiding that part of himself because he didn't want to be perceived as something, you know, he didn't mm-hmm. want to have any opportunities taken away from him. Yeah. You know, so for somebody to portray themselves falsely, um, it's so, I, I just don't get it. I don't. Yeah. I don't get it. Um, I remember. Uh, did you ever watch or read uh, the Tales of the City series that take place in San Francisco? Mm. Armistad, Mopin, Mopin. No. I don't know to say his name, but they were. I've heard of. They were serials. They were serials in the seventies, like you know, like a chapter would be published each week in the paper, and then like, they, and then they would be turned into books. And there's like nine books in the series, I want to say, and in the mm. very first book, that is one of the major storylines where this one. Uh, this lesbian couple, uh, one is white, one is black, and um, 
the black lesbian is not very close to her parents and the white lesbian lover wants to, you know, like bring the family back together. And it turns out that she is not black. She is white. Um, she had naturally curly hair and she had features that could be called, you know, stereotypically African-American. And she just took this, these pills to darken her skin and she became a, a model, mm. a, a high fashion African-American model. And then when the white parents show up to Christmas dinner, uh-uh, the truth comes out. So it reminds me a lot of that, kind of. And wow. it, was, it was just like, yeah, what is that? I don't know what that is. Mm. Yeah, I just, God bless her. She even married a black guy and had a son with him. And I wonder if he knew the truth, you know? That's what um, I wonder. Like, I wonder who's, you know, yeah. is it such a secret that mm-hmm. you do everything you can to guard yourself or is it an inner circle? I mean, because if you're in touch with your parents, they're going to know you know, when they say, oh, baby, what'd you get? what's your job? You know, unless you lie, which maybe she did. I mean, people are going to know, you would think. Well, even that, like, who did she invite to her wedding? Like, did he know, yeah. you know, when, when her parents showed up? Like, did she hire yeah. people to be her parents? Like, I just wonder. Right. All kinds of questions. Mm-hmm. So. And then there are the people that will say, oh, well, she doesn't need to defend herself or, like, she doesn't. And, I mean, I have no stake in this. You know, I, she didn't do anything to me personally. But if, I feel, though, if you put yourself publicly and do some things mm-hmm. that are wrong, you need to kind of account for them publicly. If you do it privately mm-hmm. in your life, okay, then, then, then account for it privately. But this has been all over, Agreed. so people want to know. Right. I agree. Um, speaking of public, um, oh, my God, I can't even believe this is a story. Um, this couple in Australia has been married for 10 (laughs) years. They don't have kids. They don't have any kids. They are devout Christians. Of course, Mm -hmm. all all people who are homophobic and bigots always are devout Christians. Christians. And they feel that gay marriage is a mockery. (laughs) And if gay marriage is allowed in Australia, well, they're going to get a divorce. Mm-hmm. Damn it! They're going to get a divorce. They're going to live together. They're going to have children. They're going to have joint bank accounts and act like a married couple. They just don't want to be married. So there. Hmm. You know what it reminds yeah. me of? <laughs> What's that? It reminds me of a couple weeks ago when I was at my um, sister Jamie's house and her daughter Nina had on a bike helmet with little holes in it. Okay. And her brother Dietrich, who's twelve, Nina's three. He would put his finger in her. Um, in the holes in her top of her helmet. And she's like, stop it, Dietrich. Dietrich, stop it, or I'll take the helmet off. And it's like, do it. Like, <laughs> no one's going to care, Nina. <laughs> and that's my feel about these two. Do it. Get a divorce. No one's going to care. Yes. Like, <laughs> yes. I don't see yeah. how that's protesting. I think they want to get divorced from each other because they can't stand each other but they don't want to, you know, they're they're devout Christians. They don't want to get a divorce. Um, No, no. (laughs) But they decided, hey, if we protest gay marriage, we can get a divorce. Okay, number one, (laughs) divorce is not allowed in the Christian faith. It's frowned upon, and the Bible Mm -hmm. clearly says that. I mean, if yeah. you're saying that you want to read the Bible and live by the principles of the Bible, you need to read all sure. of them and go by all of them, sweetheart. Sure. <laughs> and number two, if you get a divorce because of gay marriage, honey, no one cares. Um, <laughs> and number three, 
I'm pretty sure, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure thou protest gay marriage is not part of their vows. No. The the divorce court will say you're getting a divorce because you want to protest gay marriage. Get the hell out of my Mm -hmm. court. I don't want to see you again. You're still staying married. Goodbye. Case closed. Yeah. It's not a reason to get divorced. No. Um, thoughts? <laughs> I mean, so I feel that we were discussing this on Facebook, you know, recently. And yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know if it was the same. Uh, but it, uh, I'm, you know how Facebook is now, like, if you read an article, it recommends other articles underneath it in your feed. And so one mm-hmm. thing that I saw and I think I shared was a commercial. And I'm pretty sure it was from Australia. But it was, like, a commercial from this, you know, um, organization that is against gay marriage and it was about this this husband come home comes home from work and the wife's like, Honey, what's wrong? They're trying to make gay marriage legal and she's like, Oh no and then they hug as the world's ending and then they're like, I don't know what it'll do, but I don't want to get divorced. I hope we don't have to, honey and then the daughter comes out and says, If gay marriage becomes legal, will you still love me? And the dad is like, Let's hope it doesn't come to that, sweetie. No. These are scare tactics and they are they're out there, and the people that agree with this, they feel good about themselves because, ooh, an organization is behind us. We can get on board here. But it's just, it's just dumb. It's like I, like Wanda Sykes says, if you're, like, your, your marriage is your marriage. And if Bill and Ted across the street getting married F's up your marriage, maybe your marriage was F'd up in the first place. So mm-hmm. you just need to, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just, it's, it's comical in a sense because, you know, I feel like, to the people that are, you know, pro-gay marriage or, you know, or, you know, kind of enlightened enough to kind of like step back and see the humor in it, that's what it is. But there are so many people who just believe what they're told or who believe what their pastor tells or believe what Fox News tells. And I just get worried about the people that are going to believe this to be real, you know, and really it has mm-hmm. nothing to do with you, you know, like it doesn't. I mean, and I don't know. There's just, it's just, it just, you know, shake my head. The SMH, that's all it is. Like, part of me hopes that they get a divorce. I hope they get their marital rights stripped. And I don't really want this. You know, I only wish, you know, death and destruction on TV fictional shows. But part of me is like, yeah, you're going to get in the hospital. Yeah, and then you can't visit them because you're not married. I don't really want that to happen. Exactly. But you know what I mean? You're just throwing attention to yourselves. And, I mean, I'm sure that some people were like, hey, we're looking for the poster couple who wants to get divorced. Like, Come on over, and they're like, "We've been waiting. We're here." So, it dumb. Is. dumb, dumb, dumb. Uh, yeah, I just. Uh, it, mm. I, uh, oh, oh, I sorry. My, one more people. thing. Sure, <laughs> when, go ahead. Um, when, just like you saying that we are we are devout Christians and we we you know respect the biblical definition of marriage and like that too has changed. I mean, I believe it mm-hmm. said that if the bride is found to be not a virgin, that the, the men of the town get to stone her to death. We don't do that yeah. now, you know. Yeah. And if if a and if a man is having an affair with a woman and they're both found out, then they both get stoned. We don't do that either. So I mean, and you could have six wives, you could have concubines. I mean, we don't do that either. So. The definition, even within the church, has changed over these hundreds of thousands of years. So I just want to put that out there too. And um, it's a sin to overeat. It's a sin to swear. It's a sin mm-hmm. to um, talk back to your parents. You can't have well, yeah. marital sex. Did they live by all those rules too, or are exactly. they being selective with the things that they want to go by the Bible? So I just, yeah. I can't take it. I can't take when people say that. 
I can't take yeah. them serious. But yeah. Um, well, Matt, honestly, last, that's one of the things I, 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 um, so I grew up Catholic. I was raised Catholic, and you know, there's mm-hmm. bits and pieces of that that I still believe and agree with. And like, okay, but overall, I don't necessarily consider myself practicing by any means. But one thing that I appreciated about it was that uh, Catholicism viewed, like, marriage was the legal definition. And when you got married in church, that was the sacrament of matrimony. So they even had two different mm-hmm. words, matrimony versus marriage. So we grew up with the right. idea, like, yeah, you can, you can celebrate matrimony at church. You still got to go to the courthouse to sign your papers to, to be legally married. So that kind of helped growing right. up because you can differentiate from an early age. These were two separate things. And if you believed in God and want to get married in church, you just made sure you did both of them. And so I just want to tell them that, too. Right. Well, you can't talk to a stone wall. You know what I mean? Earthworms no, don't no. have ears, basically. And they're yeah. they're not. I don't know what their deal is. But um, anyway, um, my third major topic I wanted to bring up is, um, and I don't know how you would feel about this, Zoe Saldana, who plays mm-hmm. an avatar, you can't really see her face because she's covered up with, like, CGI and stuff. She played, um, you know who Zoe Saldana is, right? Well, I, um, I, I, I only know her name, but I don't know who, what she does. But I know about the she, story. So. Okay. So in Avatar, she played um, the princess. Um, she, what else did she play? Oh, I know where you're going to know her from. <laughs> she was the black girl in Crossroads with Britney Spears. That's who that is? <laughs> I, I love her. <laughs> That's Zoe Saldana. <laughs> okay, perfect. I know her. I can picture her face exactly now. <laughs> so she's um, a A-list actress now, um, all these yes. years later. And she just got married a couple years ago, and she had twins last year, twin boys. Okay. And her husband is this, like, um, that Latino artist, and he's, like, got long, shaggy hair. He's, like chiseled face. Like, he's really gorgeous. Very mm-hmm. masculine, very virile. He decided to take her last name instead of keeping his, instead of her changing hers to his. Yeah. And she said, honey, are you sure about this? I don't want you feeling emasculated by the Latin community because the Latin community is all about mm-hmm. male pride. I mean, oh, yeah. the worst thing you can do to a Latin man is go up to him, and I don't suggest you do this because you can get shot and killed. I'm dead serious. Go up to him, put devil horns on each side of your head, and go, cabron. You know what that means? I do not. That means, that cabron means, in the C-O-B-R-O-N-E, it means your girlfriend is cheating on you and everyone knows but you. You might as well just shoot yourself in the head because he will hunt you down and split you side to side. Um... It's okay to be a cabrona, you know, to be a girl, and everybody knows your man is cheating on you, but you, that's not as frowned upon as it is for a dude. Okay. So for him to do this, he's like, you know what? I don't give a fuck what anybody says. I'm married to you. You're married to me. I want to do this. That's it. End of story. So he's doing it. He's changing his last name. Um, Obviously, in the gay community, it's different. I mean, I've right. seen, I have a friend who took his last name 
and hyphenated it with his husband, and then his husband did the same thing. His husband took mm-hmm. his last name, put it on the end, and then hit, used his husband's name as the first name. So they have the same order of names. Okay. Um, okay. I'm a little bit more traditional. I will take my husband's last name. Yeah. I fully intend to be Emily Scott one day when I marry Jonathan Scott. Um, sure. <laughs> yes. Or no, you know, whatever, whatever. Yeah, either one will work. Um, uh, how do you feel about not only the gay version but the straight version? Because this is a tra- non-traditional thing. Oh, and by the way, Jay Moore, the comedian, did this too. He took really? his wife's okay. last name as well. Yeah. Okay. Your thoughts? So, um, I say this. I I often wondered about this, you know, growing up, because like I knew from the time I was in fifth grade that I was gay, and I didn't know at that time if I could ever get married one day or whatever that would be. But you think about this, and you're like, hmm, you start to look at gender and different things differently when you're kind of forced to. So I never really knew how that worked. And I I have to say that for the, since I, in 2006, I went and worked in Indiana at a, at a Quaker college for four years, and one thing that I really, really liked about them is that the Quakers believed that we were all equal. No one was above the other. No one was above the next. You know, we shouldn't put people on different levels. And so I saw at that school tons of students, incoming freshmen, so many of them would have hyphenated last names because when the parents got married, yeah. they both kept their own last name, and but the child was 50-50, equally theirs, so they kind of combined their names. And so that right, right. there kind of – I was used to seeing some women hyphenate their names, but – it was an exception to the rule. And I, there were so many people who hyphenated, and I kind of thought, huh, that's kind of interesting. At the same token, I met a lot of people who were married and were wives who kept their name. They're like, you know, I became a director of this office, and I became a PhD with my name. This is my name. Why should I have to give up my name just because I found love? So I right. kind of respected that. And since then, I've seen the circle of friends within my life kind of grow where women kept their names when they got married. So I really like the idea. I've had students that have gotten married who have done, they've they kind of hyphenated, so if one had to change the name, at least they both had to change their name. Um, mm-hmm. I think it sounds really cool to hyphenate all around. I do. What I wonder, though, is what about the next generation? Like, if you have a hyphenated last name and I have a hyphenated last name and then we get married, is it like a tournament? Do we pick the favorite of the two <laughs> and hyphenate those two? Or do we hyphenate the four oh of them? Like, it gets a little, the waters get a little mucky. So, um, my sister, she's my stepsister, but uh, we were raised together. Her last name is Fuller, and her fiancé's last name is Fuller as well. They are not related. It's just a common name. And so the big joke in the family is, you know, one day Megan will say, you know what, I don't, I'm not giving up my identity. I'm keeping my name when I get married, you know. And then someday she'll be like, you know, James, I love you so much. I'm going to take your name, you know, when I get married. And another day she's like, you know, I think I should hyphenate. You know, it'll represent my past and my future. And I don't know. It's just funny because, you know, they have the same last name. But I think it's cool. I think, like I said, the implications later on down the line, if everyone starts doing it, we have to figure out the new normal, and that's fine. But what it stands for, I really like that idea. That's what I have. Yeah, I mean, there's a famous – there's a a lot of famous people that have hyphenated last names. Um, Some men, Robert Kelker Kelly from Days of Our Lives, you know. Yeah, yeah. He took his mother's and his father's last names and hyphenated them. Um, yeah, and nobody said anything to him, you know. Yeah, um, but that's true. I forgot about him. Yeah, but I just wonder. Um, I almost think it's almost like a. And this is so 
generalizing, but it almost feels like a rich person thing kind of do, you know, like, yeah. oh, this is Robert Calcutelli. You know, he sounds yeah. so regal when you say his yeah. name, you know, and um, the alliteration is amazing, too. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. Well, then I have a cousin who is big into researching our ancestry and, like, you know, going back generations and generations. And we've had this conversation before. You know, like I said, well, one day if I ever get married, like, who knows what we'll do? Will we hyphenate? Will I take his name? Will we pick a, a new name? I've heard of that. Sometimes a couple will, like, pick a name that's important to one of them and kind of, like, everyone changes their name. And while she understood and appreciated that, like, from her end, you know, when you're trying to research, it's nice to kind of have one set rule. Even if it might not be the right rule, even if it might not be, maybe it was made sense then, but it doesn't make sense now, for record-keeping's sake, you know, she was a fan of, you know, kind of everyone doing the same thing just so, you know, we could track our history and learn our history. So I kind of get that side right. of it, you know. Just because a woman might take her husband's name doesn't mean she's giving up her identity, but it's easier to have her legacy tracked in a sense. So I don't know. I feel everyone should just do what they want, and that's their life, and that's what they live, and we can do the same. Yeah, I mean, when I was choosing the name that I'd chosen, um, I decided to drop my actual last name and go for Taylor because okay. Jamie's brother, who died in 2011, his last name was Taylor. And there's okay. not going to be any more Taylors on his side. You know, yeah. like, his sister was a Taylor, but she's married now. She changed her name. Okay. Yeah. She has a cousin that's a boy, and his last name is Taylor, but I wanted to remember him. He was a big part yeah. of my life. So yeah, I'm going to be taking honor, Taylor last name. But there are so many O'Quins in this world. I, it's fine. You know, I'm, yeah. I don't need to let that, that name live on. Plus, yeah. what yeah. I want to do is I want to adopt a little girl, name her Quinn, and I think it would be a little bit weird if her name was Quinn O'Quinn, don't you think? <laughs> so, yes, yes. <laughs> so I think Quinn, is, Quinn Taylor is much better for me, for her, for the world. But, um, yeah. but yeah, I just, if and when I do get married, I think what mm-hmm. I want to do is I don't want to hyphenate. I just want to add. Because I feel like if yeah. I hyphenate, I'm, it will look weird to me. Mm-hmm. So I think what ultimately I'll do is just use, you know, my first name and my new married last name as an everyday thing, but yeah. the name Taylor will still be attached to me. So yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't know. Or maybe I'll get to the point. Who knows? Maybe like my friend Alice, she is the last of her um, on her mother's side. So her mother was an only child, and her father was an only child. So when she was born, okay. her name became Alice Arnold Field, and Arnold okay. was her mother's maiden name because her mother was the last Arnold. So she just got married about five or six years ago. So if she changes her name to her husband's name, she's not going to be a field anymore. She's still going to have the Arnold, but what is she going to do? You know what I mean? So she's like, I'm not going to leave my last name. I'm just going to keep my name, and I will be the only one. I think she'll end up hyphenating when she has a child field. And, um, yeah, yeah, I I love her. But that was her choice, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think, and the more I think about it, now there's been, now he's changed his name to Saldana, so 
So does uh-huh. that mean their kids are going to be Saldana? And that last name will go and go and go and go because they're two boys, you know? Yeah, that's what I would assume. But, I mean, again, they could, hmm. they could you, know, you can make up the rules as you go along. And, hey, I don't know. Very cool. I didn't even think of that. So. Yeah. Um, hmm. I mean, if I marry Jonathan Scott, I'll have yeah. all first names for names. That is kind of cool, though. That is cool, though. (laughs) All my names will be first names. That is so weird. Mm -hmm. Boy. Maybe I should just, you know, I don't know, go for Brian Mills. At least that's an actual last name. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's going to be a tough choice. I just don't know what I'm going to do yet. I'm just going to think about it. Think about it a little bit. Yeah. Um, Since we don't have Kyle here, which I do miss him. Hi, Pookie. Love you. Um, but we can talk about soap. Ooh. Did you catch the <laughs> H? Oh, can we? <laughs> you did not, did you? You little victim. I, I've been gone. I've been gone. So, yeah, I'm on. Um, I know some of the things that have happened because I keep up with people at work and with my aunt and everybody, but I, I haven't. I think I'm catching up now, and I'm on the June 3rd episode. So I'm a good couple, hmm. of, couple of weeks behind. So. Uh. Ron and Frank, just to let you know. Yes. Uh, Excuse me, I'm talking to Ron and Frank right now. Ron and Frank, sorry. He binge watched Orange is the New Black, but he didn't catch up on your show. Apparently, he doesn't love your show enough. Hmm. Thanks. And there's the David, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're going to get such mean tweets from Ron and Frank. And if Frank gets really mad, I will have to calm him down, and I don't mind doing that. I think, um, I think, I'm thinking I'm going to be okay. No, I want him to be mad, so then I can be the one to calm Frank down. No, I oh, know well. I know what you um, want. I'm just saying I think mm-hmm. we'll be okay. Ugh, Frank is one hot hottie. Oh, my God. I tweet them enough nice um, things where I think they know I'm on their side, so. Hmm. Yeah, whatever, June 3rd. <laughs> but um. I heard Kelly Sullivan was made a contract player. Is that true? Who? Uh, the Sage. Ugh, yes. So, this week has been interesting at Young and the Um okay. Jill Farron Phelps is in contract negotiations. Oh, so, really? Yes. Um, I think if she leaves, Chuck will be the next person gone because I highly doubt the new executive producer would keep his ass. Um, yeah. He's basically dismantling the show scene by scene. And yeah. his newest thing is to take Avery, who's, I'm sorry, a boring character. Sorry, Jessica Collins, but Avery's boring, and it's not your fault. Okay. That's the way you've acted her. It's the way she's mm-hmm. written. She's boring. Right, right, okay. And make her a victim of abuse in two scenes. So this guy, Joe, who is her ex-husband, has been on the show for mm, over a year. And what happened was, before she came on the show, she had an affair with Dylan that broke up her marriage, and then they got together, and then then he was missing in Afghanistan. She came to Genoa City. He showed up ready to be with her while she was with somebody else. So they got back together, and 
than a new head writer team because there's no logical reason why they broke up. They're just boring anyway. Okay. Um, Joe came to town to try to break them up, and it didn't work. So Sharon went batshit crazy, and then Dylan felt protective of her because he was friends with Sharon when Sharon was the first person he met when he came to town. So they were like, they became really close. They started dating. And so he broke up with, excuse me, Avery. Now, Avery in, was at dinner with Joe back in May, and they were talking, and he kept pushing himself on her. So she finally pushed him. Now, Joe is six foot four. Avery's about five seven, maybe five nine with heels on. She pushed a six-foot-four man off a ledge. He fell into a dumpster and became paralyzed. She felt right. guilty, slash, she didn't want him to press charges, so she nursed him back to health. Turns out he was faking not walking um, longer than they. he led her to believe. She caught him um, walking because Summer saw it. And she had this big fight with him. During the fight, he grabbed her. And she remembered how he hit her one time in their relationship. Okay. What the fuck? That sounds like a great storyline. So things were starting to make sense up until the whole Sharon thing. That didn't make sense, but Sharon and Dylan are a better couple than Avery and Dylan. What didn't make sense is the head writer taking a social issue like domestic abuse and using it as a characterization to get an actress in any consideration scene. Mm -hmm. That is wrong, like morally wrong. Yeah. Because after two scenes, she was done with that story. And that was just it. She was like mentioned and then it dropped. That's it. She went to the police. She said, oh, my God, you know, because for some, after they fought and she remembered, she told me, get out and never see her again. And then she kind of disappeared. And then somebody, come, her sister comes to her house and sees a broken vase and tons. I mean, it looked like a baby died. I don't get excited. A baby didn't die. It looked like a baby got <laughs> squeezed to death and all the blood was on the floor. Mm-hmm. Her, they tried to call her, went to voicemail. They found her car by the side of the road. What is going on? Did Joe kill Avery? Oh, my God. Then the whole abuse stuff comes out, and it turns out they only fought once. But here's the thing that pisses me off. Turns out Avery cut her finger, which produced all that blood on the floor. Her finger. Uh-huh. Of course. It looked, like of course. A, it looked like a dead body. She should be, like, dead. Or have a blood transfusion. That's how much blood was out before. Yeah. It turns out her phone died and her car broke down. And she walked back. That's why she couldn't call anybody. She goes to the police and says, you know, oh, it was a big misunderstanding. I'm not dead. But he did hit me once in our relationship. Blah, blah. My bone of contention with this story is that after Paul dismisses everybody, Phyllis says to her, let's get Joe. He hits you once, that's okay. doesn't matter. Let's get him. 
You know what? That's mm-hmm. great if he did hit her once. Mm-hmm. If he hit her and she remembered it and that's why she pushed him off the, the balcony, I could see that if they did that flashback. Sure. But they didn't do that. I don't like how irresponsible he is and the message that he sends. And I, I, he needs to just go off the show. I never, ever said that a head writer should be fired and this guy should be fired. Yeah. I don't think it's good to have people unemployed, especially in the soap industry, but he needs to be unemployed. He is awful. Yeah, and there are other people I, who can do the job. Anything. That's the thing, too. Right. So... Oh. Well, and like you said, like Jessica I Jessica played I, the hell out of the scene. She did great, yeah. but he's awful. Because I get that there are times where you know, like everything can't be character driven. Sometimes it has to be plot driven. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it needs to be a plot device to move you from A to B. And the thing that I, comes to my mind was on General Hospital, maybe last year, maybe two years ago. I can't even remember at this point. But Carly got kidnapped. Everyone thought it was Franco, and it turned out to be crazy Heather. And that's fine. And we're watching it. We're like, mm-hmm. you know, Carly's she's on contract. She just resigned. She's going to be back. She's not dead. Like I have no reason to be scared. But I was like, what are they doing? The whole idea was so that Luke could rescue her, so that Luke could then be kidnapped, you know, and start the whole Luke storyline. It was a device that was ready to be. But kidnapping, although you don't do it, that's wrong. It's a little different than starting a, a domestic assault storyline and just dropping mm-hmm. it. Like, I get where you like, right. if you have to use a plot device, there's a lot of them out there you can do, you know. But if you're going to pick from these few, maybe these are things that need to be a little more sensitive and be drawn out and be, you know, turned into real stories, not just using it and dropping it because. That's irresponsible, like you said. I don't know. And again, this, I don't want to. But this show, isn't the so, first time but, they've done that with that. Yeah, you say that because, it's a pattern. Well, it's a couple of months ago. Well, there was when he first came on the show. Dylan was having a fight with Joe in a bar, and he swung back and hit Avery in the face. Okay. And everyone was like, "Oh!" It was dropped until even the character of Joe said the other day. What do you mean I hit Avery? You know what? I was mad one time. I'm sorry. I lost control. But Dylan, you hit Avery too. And he said, oh, that was an accident. <laughs> what? She didn't flash back yeah. then? Like, they had so many opportunities to make this a great story and put this yeah. story in a good, positive way of a strong woman who overcomes mm-hmm. abuse. The minute Dylan hit her, she should have flashed back to Joe, but they didn't have that scene. The minute she pushed yeah. Joe off the ledge, when they were talking, before she pushed him, she should have had that flashback. They had yeah. two missed opportunities there, and that's just off the top of my head. Yeah. I just, I can't, I can't, I can't. He needs to go. That's just wrong. It's so wrong. Yeah. And the way he writes women, oh, God, I can't stand it. Um, yeah. Now, do you I'd feel the only, there's any chance? Do you think there's any chance that, like, if they if they did not renew Jill Ferentelf, do you think they would they would bump Chuck up to like EP slash head writer? Like, if that's it. He is um, already. He is. But yeah, but I mean, at least she's there too. Like, do you think, it, like you said, if she mm-hmm. leaves, they hope he leaves too. But do you think there's a chance that they could get her out? You know, yay! And then it would just all be left to him. Do you think? Because that could make it no. worse, don't you think? I don't know. I don't know. What they what they always have done since William J. Bell has been on is every head writer is also the co-executive producer, except Kay Alden. Kay Alden is the only head writer that hasn't been co-executive producer. But every okay. other head writer since those two left 
have okay. always been head writer slash co-executive producer. Okay. And there's always a co-executive producer, and then there's always a producer that just produces. So they okay. would bring in somebody. He wouldn't be running the show alone. No way. Okay, okay. Because I don't think um, that would probably please you either. So. No. He can't be left to his own devices. They did that once. They had um, Lynn Marie Latham. She was the co-head writer. Oh, no, she was the head writer and executive producer. She was both. Okay. Alone, by herself. And she destroyed the show. I mean, mm. ugh, it was awful. And then the okay. writer strike happened, and they kind of forced her out that way, and she decided to quit. So that was okay. awesome. But huh. um, they either need to go with somebody new or bring back Ed Scott and um, Kay Alden because they know the show so well. And they are the two people that were on the show when the show rose to number one in 1989 and has stayed there for 20-something years. Yeah. He's over at Bold and Beautiful, though, isn't he? Is, is he, he is, the, yeah, the director? He He's so at Bold and Beautiful, she, right? I think. Okay. Yeah, I think she is, too. But, I mean, he's not an executive producer. You're telling sure, me sure. that if they offered him the job to go back to his old stomping ground when his wife is working, right. you think he's going right. to say no? <laughs> Please. Unless... But it, Unless he sees what mess it is and doesn't want to touch it. Right. I mean, I could see that too. But you're right. There's someone who clearly got the show and is invested in the show, and in particular that show. You know, sometimes I do think you need to go outside, and, but other times I think there's people within yeah. that get the history and the legacy and they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, and, so, and if those people exist, they need to be tapped. Right. Um, um, yeah, Orange, you mentioned Orange is the New Black. I actually started episode two. I'm on episode three now. Um, okay. I've slowly been watching it because I've, you know, been doing other stuff and I've been booked yeah. busy, but I yeah. like it so far. Um, and I'm going to take it to this level. Cesar, yeah. um, what's her name? Um, the Spanish pregnant girl's stepfather or whatever? Yes, yes. You remember him? Um, I do. I don't remember him being that hot, number one. Yes. And number two... <laughs> Oh, my God. There's this scene where John is visiting him, and the whole scene, he's getting up. He's, the camera is on his ass, like, literally, focused on his butt. And I'm just like, this is heaven. And um, <laughs> the episode where John just um, was flashing back to the military and he was dancing the holla back girl, I mean, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Oh, my God. Those man boobies were just like, flex, flex, flex. God, that category is so hot. I, I, I have, I have, when you watch, when you're done, I can't wait to talk about it because there's some things we need to discuss. But I will say, like, since you've seen the first two episodes, based, I was so underwhelmed with the first two episodes. Yeah, like, I, I am. I, yeah, I the, was. I was. The very first episode ever, you know, like, whoa, it's just the show. Here we go. Piper, you're going to jail. And then, like, the first episode of last year, like, oh, my goodness, she's in the shoe, and now she's going on the plane, and are we switching the whole scene of the show? What's happening? This big stuff. And this was just, oh, Hey, happy Mother's Day! Have your kids visit you. I was like, I needed, I needed mm-hmm. more, and so it's just kind of. There's a lot of good things that happen, and there's a lot of great moments. But those first few episodes were, were you know, the, it, yeah. I watched because it was there. You know, I would have finished it anyway. Exactly. I, I, I was kind of waiting for like, you know, V just got hit by that that truck, just boom, dead, yeah. and, and they barely yeah. mentioned her. What's that? And, and then that the, the lady that died. drove off. We didn't know she mm-hmm. died. I, I don't think we knew yeah. that. Like, it's like, oh, she's driving to freedom, you know, and 
yeah, she's in treatment, so she doesn't have much left, but I don't know. So I like. Well, no, they yeah, said that I, she I, died because when when Red went to go take her bunk, they said respect the dead. That woman was all yeah, pissed but they off said, that she yeah, was Yeah, but we found out this year she died. Like, at the end of the season, it made it look like she had won, you know, and she was going. Like, yeah, And they're just did. like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. since she were gone, we, she died and off screen, and that's fine. Yeah. So still liked it, still liked it, and, and I can't wait to talk about it. But um, but I will say, uh, the character, okay, um, you just mentioned him, the one who was in the Army, lost his leg. What's that character's name? John. John. Oh, okay, so John he's Bennett. also on, he's also, yes, Bennett. He's also on, uh, um, how to get away with murder? How to I can't get remember away if you watched that yeah. show. Yeah, do you watch no, that I show? No, I do not. Okay. Nope. Well, so the well, he's on that show. I, you know, and the character he plays on that show is such. I don't even know how to explain it. He's just like he thinks he's cool and he's not. You know, I don't know if cool mm-hmm. would be the correct word or, but he's just you need him yeah, on the show, cool. but he gets on your nerves. I could not stop thinking about his other character when he was on these first couple episodes. And then when they did that Aww. dancing thing, while it may have been cool and we may have seen him shirtless, I was like, nope, you're on that other show. I need Bennett back. You need to stop Aww. this right now. So I'll get over that. that. That speaks more to me than it does to him. He's allowed to have different roles and different jobs to pay his bills. Good for him. Um, and then the the long-haired lady, the like she used to be the warden with the long red hair. I think she like mm-hmm. was at the end of last year maybe. She's also on How to yeah. Get Away with Murder, but she plays the same type of character on that show. So that didn't hurt me as much. You know, I was fine. But right. Just a couple observations. And I don't know if it's like, Lady Pills kicking in or something, but Caputo's looking kind of cute to me. Uh, not like hot, like John hot. <laughs> no, I but know what you mean. There's something cute. average like, about him that's kind of nice. Yeah. 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 And then he's telling John, like, you know, you can't be with the inmates. If you, if you have those desires, just go go and, you know, relieve yourself. You know what I mean? Like, jerk off. He's yeah. like, I get it. I know yeah. what you mean. Yeah. I don't know. He's like looking kind of cute. And then the scene, I don't know his name, the scene where I think it's Chucky. Where he, um, okay. where they they did the bed bugs, and they're like, you know, why do the men not have to wash their uniforms? He's like, well, because you guys washed our uniforms. Wait a minute, I can have bed bugs, yes. and he stripped down his underwear, his yes, little yes. belly hanging out. I just wanted to squeeze it. Oh my god, he's so adorable. <laughs> Love him. That's a thing with bellies. I don't oh. know what it is. <laughs> Not like massive overhangs, but like yeah. like that other guy, the other um, cop who's really big. Right, that the one who's with the, the one who kind of has that thing going on with that lady officer whose name I can't remember, but she looks so familiar. Yeah, like he's really yeah. big, like his stomach is ginormous, yes. like he looks pregnant. Yes, that's gross yes. to me. But like the other guy with a little bit of pudge, oh my god, it gets me every mm-hmm. time. I think he's so adorable. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, the first two episodes, I'm glad you said something. I didn't want to say it because it's Fortune of the New Black, and I never want to say yeah. anything bad about it. But, yeah. Oh. Well, I'm hoping. We're not hoping. The, um, so the real Piper in, in real life is a, is a creative consultant on the show. She's involved. She with is. It. It's based on her book. And so I don't know if it's the plan to have the show start where the book starts and end where the book starts, and if the show goes on for, like, ten seasons, they make up the middle, or at a certain point does it just go off? Like, I'm not really sure where there, where that is, but I like that she's still involved because um, mm-hmm. I feel like she kind of gives it some focus. So um, maybe right. what they have set for season four, maybe the beginning of season three needed to be a little slow because it's going to set the stage for what's next. You know, a big picture, it might make sense. It's just, you know, we've waited 12 months 
12 months, and I just wanted something pow, like right in my face. And it's mm-hmm. kind of it's like, oh. Like season okay, two, nice I watched season two, I watched every episode on a Sunday, and I did not stop watching. I watched from 8 in the, in the, in the morning until like 8 or 9 at night. I yeah. did not stop oh, I watching. Believe it. I believe you. Yeah, this and one, probably just hope like, you ate along mm-hmm. the way. But Yeah. Yeah. So, um, as I mentioned, Devious Maids, so good. Like, so good. I don't know if you watched that. It's in its third season. I don't, season. but I've always wanted to. If you actually go on Lifetime website, they have all the seasons there. You can watch them. That's really? How I just Lifetime TV? Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yes. It's really good. It's really good. And there's a guy there. Um, his name is um, Javier on the show. His real name is Ian Hernandez. He looks like an older version of one of my other crushes, um, Juan Pablo de Pazzi. Like, they could be brothers. It's okay. crazy how much people who have no relation whatsoever look alike. It's crazy. And, um, yeah, it's just a good show. And... My favorite character is, um, I think I'm going to pronounce her name wrong, Rebecca Winoski. She is mm-hmm. Evelyn, this, like, snotty bitch. When you <laughs> watch the show, you will love Evelyn. She's so okay. She's like Brie mixed with Edie. She's so okay. bitchy and funny and uppity, and, oh, I just love it. I love that show. Love it. Um, <laughs> After these, after I catch up with Orange is the New Black, I think I might try Aquarius because my co, my coworker, she's like in between me and my manager, so she's a senior representative. She said she was watching Aquarius, and she's like, you know, I'm watching it with David Duchovny, and he goes, and he goes to this house to see this guy. And they end up having sex. Not like implied sex, but they show it. And I'm like, on NBC? She goes, yeah. I go, hmm, I might check that out. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, that may be on my plate. Um, I'm still watching Wayward Pines. I'm not loving it, but I do love M. Night Shyamalan, so I'm going to give it another try. Um, okay. It's so boring. It's so slow. I don't like slow. I like The Walking Dead. You know, some days, it's some weeks are slow, but there's always something that hooks me in for the next week. And mm-hmm. there's nothing that hooks me for Wayward Pines. I might even give it up just because it's so boring. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. What other shows are you watching? Oh, you know, I feel that I'll let you down. I don't... Um... I don't watch that much TV. I take good, I take recommendations. I'm always open to trying new things. But I see, uh, I, I watch, you know, and I, granted, I don't watch daily. I kind of do spurts and mini marathons. But I, you know, I watch General Hospital. I do um, Orange Is the New Black. But that's kind of done now that I did it all at once. Um, <clears throat> during the year, we'll do American Horror Story and we'll do American Idol. But that's kind of iffy because we kind of like the judges more than we do the contestants. But that's next year is that mm-hmm. last year. Um, and then there's always some new shows in the fall that kind of look promising. I might check them out, but I've been burned too many mm-hmm. times when I when I love something they cancel it. So I kind of wait. I kind of wait till like a show's been renewed for a second season before I'll kind of give it a chance. But um, honestly, that's kind of all I've had. Um, I've kind of been feeling kind of like if I have like downtime and I'm caught up on everything else, sometimes I just want to take out 
a Golden Girls set and, like, laugh for half an hour or watch something I've already seen. Because uh, sometimes, you know, it takes energy to watch something new. You have to really focus. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's nice to something in the background where I can do other stuff and still feel entertained. So um, summer, you would think it would be a slow time where I could like, try, you know, watch new shows, but it, it hasn't really been that way. But maybe now that my trips are kind of mostly done, you know, maybe maybe I'll have something different to report to you next week. But for right now, I have I don't have anything new that I watch that I can think of. Um, hmm. Yeah, I've also been trying to watch a show called um, American Odyssey for selfish okay. reasons because I keep trying to see myself in the in the the, the shows because I know that okay. there's. It's funny, they filmed for two days. And as I'm watching the show, I see the same stuff that we filmed stretched mm-hmm. over several episodes. So I don't know if it's going to pop up or not where I cool. open the cab door for this guy. I keep waiting. But also I'm getting involved in the actual show. The show is really good. So, yeah, um, yeah it's um, it's interesting. Uh, I, I've never been into... Um, espionage type of shows, but this one's really good. I actually really like it a lot, so. Yeah. We'll see. Um, I do, I know this is kind of late, but I I, I do, now that it's summertime and and, and the season's not, I do really want to watch Empire. And I heard you and Kyle talk about it before, and I I know a lot of people Mm. watch it, and I'm like, it was just too busy before. So I don't know, I think it was 10 episodes, so I I don't know if the whole series or the whole season is on Hulu Plus or if it's just the last five, but I do want to check that out um, because I hear so many good things. Yeah, you will like it. That is one show that I can name, along with Grimm, that every single episode is amazing and something major happens every single episode. Okay. That, yeah, those, those are the two that I will say is amazing to watch. So, hmm, Okay. So I'll definitely give that a shot because um, that's mm-hmm. 10 hours. I mean, I just did it with 13. Yeah. I, it can be done. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and also Transparent, if you want to watch that, that's a good show too. Yes, yes, I've heard about that as well. That's on Amazon, I want to say, right, isn't it? Yep, yep, yep. Yes, yeah. And if you want to laugh and you have an Amazon account, the comeback with Lisa Kudrow, Hilarious! I've never. Oh, I I have heard so many things. I, and and do you it like? Were you a fan of the original? And is it still good, or should they should they have brought it back? Is it still good, or should it just have been left alone that one season? It's hilarious. Like it's even funnier when they came back. Yeah. Okay. Good. I will. I'll have to check that out then. Yeah, it's hilarious. Lisa Kudrow. She's not Phoebe, but she's not. Lisa Kudrow. I don't know. I don't know how to say yeah. it. She's hilarious. She, I just, she can do no wrong. I love everything she's She can so, do no I, wrong. I, yeah. She was even on Scandal, and she was pretty awesome on Scandal, too. Yeah. So. Okay. Which is also a good show. But. Um, yeah. We have about 10 minutes left. Any final okay. words or anything that you're doing special this week? What is this week? Um not really big this week. I mean, one of my the main things I'm doing at work is, you know, the next year has started already, and so I've got all the incoming freshmen. I'm matching them up with the roommates, so I get to play matchmaker and, and assign them to rooms. So it, it's hit or miss. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I do really well, and then sometimes I'm like, man, you almost lied on your applications because you look great <laughs> on paper together. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so, um, but the so that, I mean, that's what I'm doing to, tomorrow, finishing that up, and then. Nothing really else during the week. Um, and then what is next weekend? Um, 
I don't know what I'm going to do next weekend. It is um, so the way I view the school year, um, like you know, most people, the year is January through December. To me, it is August through May because that's an academic year. And then June and July are kind of right. like bonus months, you know, just at the end, they're extra. And so, like, our summer is basically June and July. There's eight weeks. So of those eight, three of them I'm on call. Um, one of them I had a wedding. One of them I went to Vegas. So, I mean, others are filled in. So next weekend is the only free weekend that I have until the next academic year kicks off. So I don't know what I'm going to do if I want to take a little road trip, if I just want to, like, stay in and watch TV, if I'll do I don't really know what I'll do. I just know that this is like the last, there's plans for every other weekend. So I don't know. I don't know the possibilities. Who knows what I'll do. Most likely I'll probably just stay home. Well, we'll see. It's nice <laughs> to have all wrong with that. Yeah. Nice. I can't, yeah, nothing um, else. How about you? Anything coming up? No, just work and um, Taco Tuesdays. I love yes, Taco Tuesdays. Yes. That makes my. So t- t- tell me more um, about. I'm 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 picturing it's fancy. I don't. You probably, it's probably not. Here's a Taco Bell soft taco. Have a no, good day. Like no, it's probably no. more than that. Um. So I go to uh, six four seven uh, Tremont Street. It's called six four seven, and um, okay. they have gourmet tacos for two dollars. And okay. and because like I said last week, um, I'm VIP. I get my drinks for free. Um, oh, okay. But of course, I don't drink, so I only drink lemonade when I go there. Because the bartender, who is my friend Tatiana, hi Tatiana, um, she makes the best lemonade you have ever had in your life, and it's just a okay. little sour. Oh, so good! So okay. they they never charge me for a drink, and um, all the lemonade you can drink. Yeah, all the lemonade I can drink, I love and it. they'll always send me over like something like last week they sent me over. Um, plantains for free. Um, they sent me over, you know, two more, like, tacos before. Um, okay. They're always doing something nice for me, so I just love it. Okay. And um, the That's atmosphere nice. is great. I actually hang out with the bartender and talk to the bartender and the staff, but okay. some people have said hi or talk to me or whatever. It's fine. Yeah. I'm not, it's funny, I'm not, if I don't know you, I'm not very social, but if I know you, I'm very social. Yeah, oh, I get that. Yeah, yeah. I'm discovering that about myself. Mhm. But um, but yeah, that that's my thing for the week. It gets me out of the house. Um, I'm gonna try to also do um, my, um, McCormick and Schmick. They have what's called a happy hour for food, and you can get like okay. three dollar hamburgers and um, mm. different things. Um, dip for um, spinach and artichoke dip for three dollars, like. They have okay. different things that they do. I'm going to see if I can raggle up a friend and go there. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I don't – and I don't even know what movie's coming out this week. I usually don't know what movies are coming out until Friday um, okay. because I'm just, like, I, I don't know. I'm yeah. just so frazzled. I'm doing some other things, so. Um, now, do you do – do you pay for each movie or, or do you do that monthly movie pass thing, kind of like Netflix, where you pay $35 a month and just see whatever you want? I didn't know about that. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Because um, I kind of want to try couple... it. I would see more movies if I, you know, had a pass. That would <laughs> but they be awesome. Have... Yeah. Yeah, they do. Um, I do Showcase Cinemas, which actually has a reward system. And if you get a certain amount of reward points, you actually get a free movie ticket. Um, okay. The same with AMC theaters. You get, you know, so many points 
you spend over a hundred dollars, you get ten ten dollars back, and the movie ticket costs ten dollars. So you get okay. a free movie. So um, I do that a lot, but okay. also I just enjoy going to the movies, and I go by myself. I go with my best friend Alicia. I mm-hmm. um, I I feel bad for the guy I date because I'm like a a real I really am a loner. I'm very independent. <laughs> So I don't know mm-hmm. how I'm going to mix that in with the rest of my life. Bless his heart, whoever he is. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I I should look into that $35 thing because that sounds amazing. And it's for, I'm pretty sure it's for AMC theaters. Like, I, I'll, I'll look for the link. Oh, there's one down, there's two. One in, in Boston and one down the street from my work. So that's perfect. Okay. Nice. Yeah, it just looks good, and it looks like it looks like depending on where you live, it's thirty, thirty-five, or forty. But either way, I mean, if you go mm-hmm. to at least, like, I don't know how much movies cost in Boston. I know in Little Old Erie, Pennsylvania, they're eight twenty-five a movie, and so I know that if I see like four of those, I probably, you know, I, I paid for my month. So if I see anything more than four, mm-hmm. it's just so cause yeah. there's so many things out, and everyone seems to go. You go all the time, and mm-hmm. Kyle goes all the time, and I'm like, I haven't seen any of these. So I kind of want to. That'd be something nice to do this summer too. Yeah, and the summer is the best time to go because you have blockbuster movies like Jurassic World where you mm-hmm. want to see that on the big screen. You don't want to see that in your living room. Unless you yeah. have a home theater, I mean, it's not going to be the same, you know? So Yeah, because I got, I got comfortable seeing movies alone when Sparkle, yeah. with, uh, you know, Whitney Houston came out. And mm-hmm. Whitney loved the original movie so much. I remember she said she saw it every weekend for like three months. And I'm like, okay, three times wow. four, 12. She saw this movie at least 12 times. And I know back in the day, movies stayed longer. It's different now. But I was like, I have to honor mm-hmm. Whitney's memory. I have to see Sparkle 12 times. All I made it to was seven. And oh, my God. Was you and I found two people to see it with me. Um, you know, I saw it with people three times. The other four were just by myself. And there were sometimes I was the, la- the only one in the theater uh, because I would go to like the, the midnight show. And the <laughs> I just love Whitney so much. The 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 song that her and Jordan Sparks recorded for the movie called Celebrate, um, they play it during mm-hmm. the credits. And if you have the soundtrack, you know the song. And if you just so, go to the movie, the credits add an extra 30 seconds of instrumental Celebrate music at the end. Oh, and so I didn't care that I was the only one. And I didn't daughter. care that Usher was waiting to sweep up the floor because I paid my eight bucks and I sat in my seat for the very last second because that's not on the oh, soundtrack. That's the only God. time I could hear it. So it was good. So, but anyway, you I tell you all insane. that to say that now I'm okay seeing a movie alone. I used to think people would judge yeah. me or like, why doesn't he have friends? No one cares. You're all you're there to watch TV. No, basically. they don't. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I'm learning so much about you today. Um, <laughs> well, um, that's our show. Um, thank you for joining. I had yeah. fun. It, it's rare that it's just me and you. Sometimes it's me and Kyle. Sometimes be alone, yeah. but it's rare that it's just me and you, so that was fun. Um, yeah. Hopefully, Kyle will be here next week. Um, but yeah, um, have a great week. I'll talk to you through social media, Avi. But yes, everyone yes. listening, have a great week, and we'll talk to you next week. Excellent. <laughs> Take care. Bye, everyone. Still thirsty for more tea? Then check out our upcoming and archive shows right here on our Blog Talk Radio page. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at The Spilled Tea and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash The Spilled Tea. Thanks for listening to tonight's episode of The Spilled Tea.